morning and welcome to Zion Hill. God, what you know? What in the world is going on? And I was sitting in my kitchen, and, and, and I didn't understand it. And then these words came. I said, "Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life."
Good morning, and welcome to Zion. I was sitting over the dishes. If you are worshiping with tears in my eyes, we want to thank you for just being your worship place. And if you are visiting with us for the first time, after the end of our service, go to the greeting booth and we have a gift for you. In Jesus' name, let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. Because this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Before the God, we say Happy Mother's Day to all other mothers. Happy Mother's Day to the good mothers of Heavenly Father and to the virtuous mothers of Heavenly Father in Jesus' name. God, we just thank you for another chance. We thank you for forgiving us of our sins. And we ask that you just create in us a clean heart and renewing us the right spirit. And Father God, somebody came on today needing healing. And we ask that you just heal them in the name of Jesus. Somebody need guidance on today, oh Heavenly Father. Give them guidance on today. Give them direction. And Father God, we pray for our church family in the name of Jesus. We pray for salvation. We pray for unity. We pray for thanksgiving. We pray for strength. We pray for love. We pray for the Holy Ghost right now in the name of Jesus. We pray for this city. We pray for this state. We pray for this nation. We pray for the country and all around the world. And Heavenly Father, we ask that you just take care of the sick and afflicted on today. Father God, we ask that you go into the homes and to the nursing homes. And Father God, creating us a clean heart and renewing us the right spirit. And Father God, we just thank you for Jesus on today. We thank you for Jesus. He gave his only son so that we may have right to the tree of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. Happy Mother's Day to our mothers. I need you to stand on your feet and put your hands together this morning. Happy Mother's Day to all mothers.
praise. I want to thank God on today for that praise. There's no God like him. None like him. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, oh God. Mm. Thank you, oh God. Thank you. Oh, we lift your name on high, sovereign Lord, creator, source of life. To the hill of the Lord we ascend, bowing now down before you, we enter in, singing there is no God like our God. There is no God like our God. 
quite like our God. There is no God like our God. There is no God like our God. For his name is powerful. His name is glorious. There is no God quite like our God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands in worship with me this morning. And let him know that he is the one and only true living God. Thank you, God.
true living God. There is nobody like him. Hallelujah. Raise your hands and worship this morning. Hallelujah. 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 How many of you out there understand how big he is? He can do all things exceedingly, abundantly, above what all we can ask or think. There is none like him. Thank him on today for everything you have, oh God. Thank him from your mothers on today. There is no God quite like our God. Hallelujah, Jesus. There is no God quite like our God. It's the Lord. Let me thank God for these young people one more time. 
a blessing. That's what David was doing to please the Lord. He danced before the Lord. It's now time for us to honor God with our giving. Anybody excited about giving? Amen. Before we ask you to give, please let me remind you that we have a special need in our, in our congregation. We are trying to build a house for our young people. And we want to encourage you to be a part of that. Basically, we're trying to keep them off the street. Do I have an amen for that? And we're trying to keep them out of jail. And I found out on a cruise that there is a place on a big ship called the Arcade. That's where young people go and stay all day, all night. Guess what they're doing? They're playing games, video games, all kinds of machines. That's where that vision originated. We want to create a positive atmosphere for young people to be able to gather. We will have security officer there. There'll be no fighting. We will have other staff to supervise them and bless God they can be there, not on the street. Where to build that facility is going to cost us $4.1 million. And we are told by the bank we need 10% down. And that's a little over 400000 out of that we have raised on our own you've been faithful in your giving we've raised 275,000 yes that's very impressive so we are still left with 140 145 amen so we need your help there are various avenues you can make a one-time donation as the Lord leads you. We have a group that gives $19.25 every month. Where does that come from? Because our church was founded around that year, 1925. So we just make it an opportunity to give. And they give that every month. $19.25. Then we have what we call a pastor's club. These are people that gives about a thousand dollars. I'm a part of that club myself. And I pray for, for them every month, believing God. And some people they don't have a thousand dollars, they give what they have. So I'm just believing God that God's going to use somebody to give this money. Amen. But my job is to let you know what are you giving for. And the job that I have is to show you how you make money. Don't, you cannot give what you don't have. So it's very, very important to me 
that you learn how to make money. I was going to church. They told me about heaven, but they never told me how to survive here on earth. Very unfortunate, but God delivered me along the way. And I was privileged to hang around some ministry called Kenny Hagen out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. So let me tell you briefly how you make money. And we call it financial prosperity. It's very, very simple. The Lord showed it to me again the other day. My wife was here doing some work at the church. And she locked herself out. So she don't have a way of getting inside. And she called me. She said, can I borrow your key? So if I don't give her the key, she can get in. So in the kingdom of God, there are keys. And there are different keys. If you, if you own an apartment or you own a house, you, you understand what I'm talking about. But be careful because the key that opened the front door it's not necessarily the key that will open your bedroom. Am I making sense to somebody? Sometimes the key that opens all the, all the other rooms, guest room, may be different from the key that opens the back door. There are different keys. Same thing in the kingdom of God. If you're following this ministry, many times what I teach you, once we get you saved, I begin to teach you the various keys. Many people get, many people, they're too busy having church, and they're still struggling. I can see it. It's your, even Ray Charles can see it. So, the Bible's talk about David the key of David, you know, keys to the kingdom. Jesus talked about it over and over again. Keys to the kingdom. Say, for example, prayer is a key. But will you believe many people still don't pray? I can't help that. You just chose to bankrupt yourself. So, and I just feel sorry and keep on saying the same thing. Your praise is a key. That's why I tell choir, don't just join the choir because you love singing. Forget your what you who care what you like. <laughs> you have a key that can open the kingdom. That's what David did. David discovered he don't have to be killing uh, cows and goats. He can just enter his gate with thanksgiving. You can enter his court with praise. See, discover, that's what we call the key of David. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, how many of these keys that I've been teaching you for 27 years, how many of it have you grabbed? How many of it have, are you using on a regular basis? Worship is another key. Believe it or not, your fasting is another key. 
Just listen to all the sermons I'm teaching you. I'm basically preparing you not just for heaven, but here on earth. Jesus said, I wish above all that you prosper and be in good health. It's a key to that. Your ties is a key. He said, test me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. Sevenfold blessing you promised. One day I will go through each of those blessings in the book of Malachi. So when it comes to finance, the key to financial prosperity is very simple. It's giving and receiving. See how simple it is? It's sowing and reaping. You'd be amazed how many sermons I've preached over this year after year. And some of you are still broke. Sometimes I want to stop some people and just slap you. And say, Whoa, wake up. Can't you get it? When it comes to finance, it's seed time and harvest. There's no way around it. You know the problem with church people? I need to stop. The problem is that many of you need money. You just pray, God, God, give me money. You will never get money. That's like trying to enter a door with the wrong key. This thing is not complicated. I can try all day, but with the wrong key, I will not be able to get it. Prayer is a good thing, but you cannot get finances just by praying about it. You've got to use the right key. And the right key when it comes to financial prosperity, sowing, you will reap. Give, it shall be given to you. Seed time and harvest. Will you believe? I'm trying to stop. Will you believe many people are broke today because they would just not get the right key? You'll be amazed. Just look, look around you. You'll be amazed how many people, the ushers will pass by you today and you won't give one dime. You chose to be poor. This is, this is scary to me. I, I, this is a ministry, we call it a teaching ministry. I'm not hooping and hollering, just making you happy. I could care less about you. I want to empower you. There's a reason why you can go on a parking lot and you see new automobiles. There used to be a time in this church, the only new car we had was one. And it belonged to the head deacon own story. Then somewhere along the way we got another new car owned by Dickiness Corey. That's how bad it was. Guess you go out now. Go take 
Just take your phone, take a picture. The word of God works. All I was doing was just teaching, just teaching, just teaching the word. This is what the Bible says. This word, just about every dignity, they have a new ultimate. If you go in the parking lot, you see, you will behold literally the glory of God. Same people, but understanding, comprehension, and they're working the Bible, it's working for them. Don't get left behind. There's a reason why God said, trust me with 10% and see what I will do. There's a reason why God said, if you give, it shall be given to you. Now, if you don't believe God, I get it. And some of you, you come to church just to be entertained. You really don't believe God. I, I get it. I don't like it, but I understand where you're coming from. But some of us, we tried him, and we found out that God is real. So if you want to be blessed, if you want to stand out among your peers, you're a school teacher, but you don't just want to be another school teacher. See, like me, I'm a lawyer. I just don't want to be a lawyer. I want to stand out. That when I show up in court, in true story, you know what the, court, the judge will say? Rev, come on. There are other people in front of me now. You call my own case first. In his psyche, he thinks uh, Mr. Dara has too many other things to do than to be sitting here in court. God wants you to be the light of this world. You are a city. You are set on a hill. You cannot be hidden. You have to let your light shine. Don't just be afraid. I tell people all the time, don't settle to be good when you're called to be great. You got it? Giving is the key. Sowing is the key. Seed time. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. As long as this planet earth remains. I don't know when some crazy people will blow it all up with nuclear bombs. But as long as we're here, God said in Genesis 8.22, there will always, always, that means it will never change, seed time and harvest. I want to pray with you. In my spirit, you belong to Millionaire's Club. This is just the way I think. I can't see you differently. That means you don't have to kiss up to nobody. You don't have to wait on no one. Not even the government. All your bills are paid. All your needs are met. And you are living in a land of more. <laughs> more than enough. And then you can be a blessing to your generation. 
tell somebody I got it. You see, that's enough sermon for today. <laughs> Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that this house is a house of plenty. I thank you, oh God, for the richness and powerfulness of your word. Help our understanding, oh God. You said it clearly that you always give seed to sowers. I pray, oh God, that you will speak to our heart. That every man, every woman under the sound of my voice shall become regular sowers. We give bread to the eaters. We take our rightful place today. And we decree and declare Abraham's blessings are ours. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. The choir will come. The ushers will, will minister. Let's give.
ma, 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 ma. That's my kind of song. They finally got to me. Amen. What a blessing. See, the young people, they can relate to that, but that's all right. I see some of the members, the young, Sister Bowie, she's young for that. Amen. Sister Kido, they, they, they're just looking at the rest of us. They, what they singing today? But that, that's the kind of song we grew up with. And we can rock that all day. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers. Amen, amen. We want to say thank you so much for all your giving. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you for fulfilling your calling. Motherhood is a calling. And not everybody answered the call. And for those of you that has invested your life, your time for this purpose, Thank you and we bless God for you. Our prayer is that God will increase you more and more. The Bible says, Behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. To give to every man, every woman, according to your work. And some of you have stepped out to work very hard as a mother. And I just believe with all my heart, when you get to heaven, there's a special crown just for you being a mother. Amen. May God continue to bless you. And we bless God for the seed of your womb. In Jesus' name. Will you help me thank God for all of our mothers in the house? What a blessing. Congratulations for another year of victory. Also, let me remind you, May the 20th, we have what we call a basketball camp. And this is a time of, uh, we call it summertime. We want to just celebrate our young people. There are many things already planned for the year for them. But this May 20 is just a basketball camp. You don't even have to know how to play basketball. It's just going to be a whole day of having fun. So you drop your kids off at 8 o'clock, and they'll be here till 4.30. We will feed them. We will watch over them. They're going to have plenty of fellowship with their peers. Usually, we separate the boys from girls, and they're going to have people, staff, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes are coming in to collaborate with us on that day. So, in the lobby, we, uh, we have flyers. If you have children from 7th grade to 12th grade, make sure you register them. And let's bring all of our young people in to have a good time that day. Amen. Amen. Also, uh, for our upcoming pastor's anniversary, 
Bishop Banks out of Monroe will be our guest, along with the Cathedral of Greatness, of Realness. Amen. They're bringing their church, and all of us going to have a wonderful time during the weekend. Let me celebrate all of our guests this morning also. If you're here visiting with us for the first time, please let me see your hand. We just, wow, God bless you. God bless you back this. Anybody else? Come on, we can do better than that. Let's thank God for, for all of our guests. We appreciate you. We love you. Happy Mother's Day to you also. And of course, we have our regular, our own Dickness. Cordelia is in the house, but I believe, amen. Praise God, you all know our deaconess. She is now in Miss. Will you please stand? And Mama is here too. Praise God. That is the mother of Sister Story. Amen. All the way from Mississippi. We love you. Thank you for being here. Again, Mama, that's the, that's the second time I see you recently. You're becoming a regular member now. <laughs> We are so grateful. Let me thank God for them, please. Amen. Happy Mother's Day to you. Anybody else? Sister Pat Allen, where are you, my dear? All right. I bless you in Jesus' name. That's the music lady. She can sing, though. Amen. <laughs> Let's all stand. Let's just walk around and say hello to one another. Just love on somebody and thank God for them. Say happy Mother's Day. What a fellowship. What a joy divine.
again, I want to say congratulations to all of our mothers. We had planned a lot of things for you all this morning. Sometimes it's, if you don't look too hard, you may not catch some things. And some of the things you should have noticed today is that the men are doing all the ocean work today. Also, the greeters today are all men. So from the parking lot to get in the building, the men are serving you. That's our way of honoring you this morning. Amen. Also, if you notice in the lobby, we have a photo wall. We have a photo booth there. We also have photo shots. So feel free to take pictures. It's all free. This is our way of honoring you and celebrating you. Another thing you may have noticed is what we call the look-alike contest. If you're watching the screen, from time to time, they will show you a picture of a mama and her child. And there are judges among you that we have secretly selected to determine who will win the contest. So the person that looks so much like their mama will win the prize. They get to have a 30 minutes photographic shoot for free and they get all the copies. So again, this is our way of honoring our mothers today. I can't tell how many things we are doing for them today. Twelve things. In addition to that, you get to see some, some of your children dancing. Uh, in a few minutes, they're going to show us a skit that they have prepared to honor their mama. Also in the lobby, another thing you will notice is the nursery department. All those little babies, they decided to make uh, scrap, what do you all call them? Craft. And they make pictures, they make greeting cards. So as you leave today, your little babies, they will bless you. That's their own way of celebrating their mama. And I'm grateful to all of you. Uh, the media department is responsible for all those pictures you're seeing. We have blasted our social media page with your pictures, information about you. On our website, we are celebrating our mothers. So, and in all of our social media platform, we are doing the same thing. Same thing with our music, same thing with our sound department. I mean, we are busy sending a clear message that we value what you do here. Will you please join me to welcome the children as they present a skit for us this morning. God bless you.
Thank you for always showing me that faith can move any mountain I face. No one else can be what you have been to me. You will always be. You will always be the first. Thank you that your arms are always open wide when I need a hug. Mama, mama, you know I love you. Thank you, Mom, for teaching me how to love God, my family, and how to play basketball. Thank you, Mom, for helping me with my homework. Thank you for seeing me with your eyes of compassion. Thank you for always holding my hand and reassuring me that I am strong and that I am safe. Happy Mother's Day to all mothers. Praise the Lord. Help me thank God for our young people again. As part of our celebration of our mothers today, our church has prepared a gift for every mother in the house. So if you're a mom, will you please stand? We just want to bless you this morning. Look at God. Look at that. Come on, give them a hand again. Amen. We are so grateful. And while you are standing, the man will come in to where you are to bless you with your gift. Again, this is our way of saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a great mom. We honor you. We celebrate you. We love you. Amen. I can't wait until Father's Day to get my own bag. <laughs> now, don't be jealous, Rave. Don't be jealous. <laughs> it's such a blessing. Thanks to all of you that make it happen. Once you get your gift, you, can, you may be seated. We just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. For your faithfulness. Thank you for the blessings. We would not be who we are today but for you. And we don't take that for granted at all. Thank you just being you. May God continue to increase you. And how about these men serving the sisters today? Amen. We are grateful, grateful. They're doing it. They're kind of slow a little bit, but 
Maybe we need to make them serve more and the ocean board. We are so grateful. Thank you so much. It is a blessing to be a mother. We would never forget. We are just so grateful. Mothers make the day. As far as I know, the real solution to, to world problem is in the hand of mothers. Amen. Thank you for being there for your children. And thank you for making our world a better place. You see how some mothers left? Praise the Lord. We have some in the choir, some in the congregation. We are grateful, grateful, grateful. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. And while they are bringing the gifts to our ladies, our mothers, I'm going to invite the choir to sing for us. Amen. Bless us with some singing. We're coming. Thank you, Minister Terrence. And the rest of the team, we love you. This is Terrence too. Terrence one, Terrence two.
the Lord. Thank God for the choir. If you have your Bible, will you please turn with me to the book of First Samuel. Let me invite you to stand with me in reference to the word of God. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 20. The Bible says, Wherefore, it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived. She bare a son and called his name what? Samuel. And she said, Because I've asked him of the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we are grateful for the word of God. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will breathe on it one more time. Help me to proclaim it. Help me to teach it. Help your people not just to be hearers, but doers of your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The title for our discussion this morning is A Case Study for All Mothers. A Case Study for All Mothers. In the legal profession, every now and then we do a case study that we apply to every other people. That means there's something we all can learn from that case. The same thing is true in the kingdom of God. When it comes to motherhood, the Bible is full of many examples of good mothers. And so all I'm doing this morning is just take one of those mothers and use her as a case study for all of us to study. And learn from her life. When I say the Bible is full of good mothers. Many examples. You will remember and recall people like Sarah. Sarah was the mother of who? Isaac. But one thing that's so special about her. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11. The Bible says Sarah received strength. To conceive. In other words, it takes faith to be able to get pregnant at the age of 90. Very special mom. Then we see other examples like Rebecca, who is the mother of Jacob and Esau. The only reason why Jacob got blessed is because mama was so special that she positioned Jacob for the blessing. She orchestrated everything. She planned everything. She worked the details. And her son got blessed. I'm giving you examples of what you have to become as a mama. The future of your children 
is hanging in the balance and you can do something about it. We have mothers like Jacobed in the Bible. She was the mother of Moses. When Moses was born, the king was killing all the babies. If you're a boy, you're going to die. They only allow girls to live. And this woman, Jacobed, she refused to let her son die. She came up with all kinds of schemes. She protected us. She hide the baby. When the baby wants to cry, she cover her mouth. She did everything in the world. You can protect your baby from being killed out there. This woman was so effective, she made a basket and put the baby in it and put it on the river. Master plan by the mother. I tell my church this morning, in that river now, I'm from Africa, I know about the river now, there are crocodiles, there are snakes, there are whales that can kill any baby. But this mother prepared baby so well that everything that could kill that baby was in the water and the baby was floating above all the problems. I'm giving you a picture of what mothers can do. They can literally save their own children from death. We have mothers like Bathsheba, who is the mother of Solomon, King Solomon. You all remember Bathsheba, how she was raped, how she was taken advantage of by King David. She gave birth to Solomon. But when it was time for David to be replaced, a lot of people rise up to be king. It was this woman who lobby hard, who twist the arm of everybody in government to put her son to be the king. That son turned out to be the wisest man on earth. That son, Solomon, turned out to be the richest king on earth. It takes a woman to do that. You read about Facebook, guess what? That young man was birthed by a woman. Every great thing that you see on earth today was accomplished by somebody who was born out of a woman. You can be the best mother God ever made. You remember me, Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, the first known real New Testament prophet. She was barren, by the way, but she believed God for a miracle. Talking about motherhood. And you remember Mary, mother of Jesus. She was only a teenage girl when God visited with her. But the Bible said she was virtuous. She handled herself with grace. She was a virgin. She could have refused God 
or give God the finger. Yes, many people did. But she accepted the responsibility to birth the savior of the whole world. I'm trying to suggest to you the role of mothers are serious. You can make a difference in your world. Can I be brutally honest with you? Every problem you see in central Louisiana today, it boils down to two or three things. Number one, absent dads. People who make babies and they don't stop by to raise, they're just sperm boat donors. Yes, I said it. Somebody got to preach this gospel. Then we have mothers who used to raise these young children, but now everybody wants to be out there getting their grooves on. So now babies are home, raising themselves. That's right. That's the problem. Now we like to blame the police and blame the mayor and blame everybody else. I just told you what the problem is. Another problem is what I call the weakness of the church. We have churches just making noise. Having a form of godliness. But there's no power in the house. So the next time you read any message from Tan Talks, say, no, my pastor told me better. Mothers can make a difference. Mother is so critical that Apostle Paul told Timothy, he said, remember what you learned from your mama and your grandmother. He always reminded him of Eunice and Lois. He said, those strong women in your life, they prepare you for ministry. Remember. So today, by permission of the Holy Spirit, I want us to look at one mother. And that mother's name is Hannah. It's what I just read to your hearing. Who is Hannah? Anna, ladies and gentlemen, was the wife of a gentleman by the name Elkanah. Anna married Elkanah, but they ran into trouble. Anna was barren. She couldn't have a baby. Ladies and gentlemen, I said this to my church this morning. You don't have to be a child to be a mother. There are many people who birth a child. They birth babies, but they are horrible mothers. But there are some people who never birth any child, but they're great moms. Can you handle the truth? Ladies and gentlemen, with Hannah's marriage in trouble, Some people are ignorant. They don't know you don't have to birth a child to be a mother. And a lot of men, when they find themselves in that situation, what they do out of ignorance is to get divorced. They say, I married this woman. She couldn't produce. 
she no good. That's what ignorance will do for you. Some men, what they will do is to say, well, since you cannot produce, I'm going to marry a second woman. And some of us, we're so ignorant too, we try to say, oh, I guess she ha he has a reason. No. That's stupidity walking around. You don't have to birth any child to be a mother. In fact, I must say for the record, because I have some lawyers here, you know, there are many children who are roaming around our court system, can't find nobody to raise them. Motherhood is a calling. Not everybody is accepting that calling. Ladies and gentlemen, what Mr. Elikana did, the husband of Anna, he did not divorce Anna. Guess what he decided to do? He married a second woman. So now Houston, we got a problem. Now we have two women in the same house. One thing I've learned in my house, it will not work. I'm just talking from experience. And I didn't have a second wife, but I have four girls. And you can see those girls in the kitchen. And you can see my wife in the kitchen. And they never could get along. This is the way I do it. That one will say, this is the way I do it. That one will say, leave my kitchen the way you are. So me, I just lie low and watch the movies. <laughs> Hannah now had to deal with being in a house with another woman. Very painful. Not the best situation. To add more to the drama, that other woman whose name is Pelina was evil. That woman, ladies and gentlemen, was a player hater. Pelina is rude. Pelina is cruel and mean. And the Bible recalls that even though Hannah is barren, Hannah was actually better suited to be a mother than Pelina. But you know, sometimes in life, some people, they can make babies easy, but they're not fit for mother. Pelina was evil. Pelina was messy. Pelina was trashy. That woman was nasty. But she got all the kids. The person who will make a great mother can't have no kids. So sometimes in life, the people who need children, they're not able to have children. The people who don't need no children, they make babies like rabbits. I got so, so much in the flesh this morning, I told my congregation, don't name your children Pelina. 
I say, if you make baby and you call her Pelina, don't invite me to name the baby. I won't come. Because that word Pelina, just the sound of it sounds messy. Sounds like somebody trashy. You know why I say that? The Bible said day after day she was messing with Anna. She was picking on Anna. You can just imagine somebody messing with your children at school. We call that bullying. That's what that woman was doing to Hannah. She was bullying her. She would look at her, you know woman. Look at you. Your husband married you first, but you're useless to him. That's why she married me. You know good. So Pelina was evil. Pelina was ugly. Pelina was trashy and messy. Always rubbing it in. You ever seen people like that in your life? They see some weak area in your life and they always rub it in. Always making fun of you. The Bible said this bullying was so bad that Anna was crying. Every day. Another thing we learn about that family is that every year they will go on a trip to the city of Shiloh. There's nothing unusual about that. Just like you go on family vacation. This family will go every year to Shiloh. So Mr. Elikana will bring his first wife, his second wife, and the children of the second wife. The Bible also said when they go there, they go there to do something. They go there to worship, and they go there to make sacrifice unto God. That's another important lesson for motherhood. One word that rightfully describes a mother is the word sacrifice. If you really want to be a good mother, prepare yourself to make a lot of sacrifice. And many people will come to you and say, if I were you, I won't do that. Don't listen to them. You not them. And that's your child. You can never do too much for your child. Motherhood is sacrifice. Sometimes a mother will give her own food to her children so they can live. <coughs> One day, my, my wife and my son, they went out somewhere to eat and they were short of time, so they decided to go to McDonald's because time is against them, you know. And bless God, Josh, he's somewhere in the building. He placed the order for mom and for himself, and they took off running. They're rushing, you know. After they 
driven a few miles, they discover there's only one food in the bag. The dodo birds who works at McDonald's forgot to cook both meals. Where's somebody going to starve that day? Guess what most mothers would do? They'll give it to their children. I'm painting a picture to let you know what it takes to be a mother. Every now and then, I let you know some people are not a wife material. Some people are not a mother material. A true mother will make the sacrifice. If she had to fast so that her children can have something to eat, she would do it. If she had to do without, not just food, clothing, basic necessity. Some people put their education on hold just for their children to be able to make it in life. Motherhood is sacrifice. So when they all go on, on family vacation, they just don't go for fun, for party. They go to make sacrifice. And one year, ladies and gentlemen, they were going on that vacation. And bless God, you remember Miss Polina, the second wife? She started bullying the first wife. Sometimes they do the bullies bully so they can run you out. One of the lessons you ought to learn about Hannah is that she never gave up. And there may be some mothers under the sound of my voice right now. You may not be bullied by, by people, but sometimes you can be bullied by life. Never, never give up. A true mother is tough. A true mother has what we call inner fortitude. Never give up on your dream. Hannah, despite all the bullying, she could have walked out of that family and say, I'm out. No, she stayed there. And on this particular trip, the Bible says, Anna was being bullied again. She became sad. She was weeping. Things were so bad she would not eat any food. So later on, her husband called her to the side. Say, baby, why are you so sad? Why are you weeping? Why is it that you won't eat? Am I not bigger than 10 children to you? I give you everything you need. You have provision. You have a roof over your head. You have plenty of money to spare. Why are you always crying? There's a lesson there because in life, the devil will offer you alternatives. But you have to know what you want from the Lord. 
Anna is grateful for the house. He's grateful for all the provision, whistles and bells. But what she really wanted from God is her own child. What's the lesson for you and me? Never, never give up your dream. Never settle for something less than what you believe in God for. Can you all handle this? She refused to back down. She refused to give up. She hang in there. Believing God for her own child. In the process, Anna discovered a weapon that she never used before. That, that weapon is called prayer. I'm speaking to some mothers in the house and to several of you live streaming. When your back is against the wall, don't forget your weapon of prayer. When the odds are against you, don't forget your weapon of prayer. When friends are few, when it seems like nobody understands what you're going through, always turn to your weapon of prayer. The only weapon you have against your enemy is your prayer life. God answers prayer. I wish I have time to teach you about motherhood. One woman by the name Hagar, she had a baby all right. She was kicked out of the house. Some of you call it divorce. Some of you call it separation. You call it whatever you want in America. The word of God said she found herself wandering in the wilderness with her baby. And guess what happened to the baby? Baby got hungry. There's no food. Baby need water. There's no water in the wilderness. A baby was just crying and just crying. Have you ever had to deal with a baby that's crying and won't shut up? Mothers know these things. Here you are, you're trying to take a nap. Few hours you can, you can have. But baby will not shut up. Hagar's baby was crying and crying and crying. Guess what Hagar did? She did what I just told you now. She prayed to God. Your weapon. Don't lose that. When Agar prayed to God, you won't believe it, but it's in your Bible. Many people just never read. God literally sent an angel. That's the power of a mother's prayer. Can I be brutally honest with you? There is nothing that you cannot achieve Concerning your child. You know why? There's what we call the anointing of the womb. The anointing of the breast. 
See, I'm going to help somebody here. I'm getting deep now. If that child fed on your breast, if that child stayed in your stomach, in your womb, for nine months, if you curse him, he'd be cursed. <laughs> He'll never make it. But if you bless him, no devil can stop him. You know what is missing? You have a weapon, but you don't know how to use it. <laughs> Let me tell you something else. Part of the problem is that many of you pray, but you cancel your own prayers. Because you're full of religion. No understanding. You're praying to God to help you, but you're busy trying to fix it. You have to decide, you have to choose. Do you want God to help you, or do you want to do it in your own ability? That's right, mama. If you ever learn to give your challenges to God, then you will really see the power of motherhood. A true mother will stay on her knees. Ain't no devil can come in. The reason why the devil is coming in, the reason why demons are abusing you and tormenting you and slapping you around is because you're running your mouth to God, but you never allow God. You tie the hand of God because you're busy trying to fix it. I never will forget one white sister came to me and said, Pastor, you don't remember me. He said, I just want to thank you. I said, what did I do? I confess I don't remember her. We were trying to do um, somebody's installation, Reverend Reeves, and I was late. So, because usually I got many things to do. And she was putting some funny thing on my, what you call it? Bullying? Well, whatever. She was putting this. And she told me she don't know what she's doing. I don't know what I'm doing either. I said, forget it. Don't worry about it. No, she said, our job is to put that thing on me. And she said it. People around me, my wife and other people heard. And she said, you don't remember me, but you baptized me. I said, hmm. I sure don't remember that. <laughs> he said, many years ago, I came to your church and you ministered. He said, I was excited when I found out you're the one preaching today. She said, I had a child that died of me. You know? And she said, I came to your church and you allow me to use the building. Then she told me, my husband abused me. I was mistreated. And you told me, don't fight that man. Let God fight your battle. I'm trying to help somebody. 
The reason why you have not won is because you're trying to eat your cake and have it. This is God's attitude to people like that. God said you cannot be cold and be hot. You cannot be in the world and be in the kingdom. Even though you'll be funny, you'll be walking funny. God said, in fact, what he does to people like you, he will spit you out of his mouth. You can never win. But if you ever learn to give your challenge to God, if you ever learn to turn it over to Jesus, he'll work it out. Oh, yeah, Jesus can work it. Don't just sing it. That's the problem. You ought to be singing some profound stuff, but I don't see it being lived. Pay attention to the words of the song you sing. It is so true. I am a living witness that Jesus can work it out. <laughs> I'll go through some pain. Ain't no shame in my game. I don't fight my own battle. Do you remember when some people were trying to fight me in the school because of the way I preached so hard? I never said one word. Never said one word. You'll be surprised. All the criticism I get in the community, I never fight back. I've learned how to win and win big because Look who has got my back. I'm trying to show you how to win. Stop fighting your own battle. Your hands are too short to box with God. Turn it over, brother Deacon. You absolutely, if you don't hear anything else I have to say to you, hear what that man said. Turn it over to God. If it's your child, Turn him over to God. If it's your husband, turn him over to God. You are killing your own self. And the demons are laughing and having boys. They look at how dumb this person is. How are you going to fight a spirit with flesh? You don't stand a chance. You all see here? That's why the Bible says in Psalms 37, fret not thyself because of evil worker. Neither be thou envious of the workers of iniquity. You know why? For they shall be cut down like grass. I hear the Lord say, this battle is not yours. It is the Lord. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. One psalmist put it this way in Psalms 27. He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, that's verse 2, even my enemies and my foes, they come upon me. He said, guess what will happen to them? They will stumble. They will fall. 
Verse number 3, Psalms 27 says, Even though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. In verse 5 it says, For in the time of trouble. Anybody ever been in trouble? Am I the only one? I've been in trouble. Some trouble I put my own saving. That's how dumb I was. You know you're dumb when you put yourself in trouble. But in the time of trouble, God will hide you. Can I get a witness? Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible said, Hannah began to pray. He used, she used that weapon. But there's something about her prayer. She was praying, but her mouth was not moving. Now, that's a tough prayer. I've been there. When you're praying, but your heart is so heavy, your mouth cannot even keep up. <laughs> Sometimes you're going through some pain, some hurt, that even people around you have no clue. Here you are, you're working at J.C. Penny. You show up every morning with a smile. Some pain are so heavy, you have to smile to afford crying. And you're, you're welcoming everybody. Welcome to J.C. Penny. Welcome to J.C. Penny. But they don't know deep inside. Hannah was praying. And watch out for church folks. While she was praying, her mouth moving, but no speech was coming out, then somebody said she must be drunk. Be careful when people are trying to make fun of your praise. Be careful when people look at you and say, you just doing what you're doing for a show. Because nobody knows like you know. Reverend Eli said, woman, why would you come to church drunk? But Anna wasn't drunk. Anna was believing God for a miracle. Anna was going through some pain that you can't tell nobody about. There are some things that you know that only you and God. When you shout, people don't know why you shout. When you're running all over the building, people don't know why you were running over the building. But if you would just stay focused and let God fight your battle. Ladies and gentlemen, I come to encourage somebody today. When people don't understand your praise, when people roll their eyes at you, when people are talking about you, the way you serve God, don't back down. You keep on singing. You keep on praising God. You keep on shouting. You keep on running. I told my church this morning, I don't know about you, but I got something to shout about. I know where I used to be. I know how far he brought me. I don't care if you call your church Baptist or Methodist 
or Catholic or Pentecostal are shouting your face. God has been good to me. Keep on keeping on. When you've been through some trials, when you've been through some trouble, you've been through some pain, nobody will have to crank your shaft. I thank God for praise worship team. I thank God for the choir. But to be honest with you, every time I feel the spirit moving in my soul, I shout. Sometimes all by myself in the car, I shout. Sometimes I'm in the shower, I shout. Sometimes I go to the courtroom. God is my witness, brother Tracy. They, they, they think I'm crazy. I just shout. What's wrong with this? And sometimes I will fight for mentally ill people, and the judge will say, Doctor, what is the big deal? This guy is crazy. I said, but that man, you look, that's me. The only reason why I'm not locked up is because of the grace of God. I've got something to shout about. And I will fight and fight with the last breath in my mouth. People don't know where you've been. They don't know what you've been through. Only God can breathe life into a valley of dead bones. Do I got a witness here? Has God made a way for you? Has God helped you to pay your bills? Did he heal you when there's no hope? Amen, somebody. Let the redeemer of the Lord say amen. Ladies and gentlemen, look at the man that was criticizing him criticizing her. Mr. Eli, the preacher. He no good too. Look at his children. They no good. His own children are often and Phineas. They were complete failure. They were in government of the church when Israel lost the ark. They were Running the street. They were taking bribe. They were doing all kinds of evil. But some people, they don't see the log in their own eyes while they're trying to remove yours. There's some old men in the church today. Now after, they're too old to run the street. They're too old to run women. Now they come to church, they want to be police for, the, for Jesus. Jesus said, let the children come unto me. Such is the kingdom of God. Don't get nervous when the children are singing songs you don't like. Don't get uncomfortable when they're doing rap in the church. That's their own way of praising God. Now that you're too old to, to do nothing. Don't forget you've done everything in the book. You've done everything inside the book, outside the book, on top of the book. So you need to shut up. <laughs> 
Oh, I preach myself happy. Anna was praying. Say, Lord, if you will give me my own child. He said, I will dedicate him back to you. That's another lesson for mothers. The best decision you can make is to give your child back to God. The problem, many of you, you hold on to your church. You're trying to raise your children by yourself. Learn to give your child back to God. Because Anna did it, that child turned out to be a priest. That child turned out to be a prophet. That child turned out to be a judge. Great success story. On top of it, God blessed her with three more sons and two more daughters. What is the message? Invest in your children. I say this and shut up. Children is an opportunity for you to make an investment. There is no manual. You've got to be willing to put everything in that child. Infest your time. Infest your energy. Infest your resources. Those of us who are in the market infesting, we know sometimes it get rough. The market get rough sometimes. So if your children is acting up, don't panic. If you just weather the storm, very soon your investment will bring dividends. Those who are in the market temporarily, they're the ones that panic. Every time there's turbulence in the market, it's just another day in the neighborhood. Keep on investing. Think long term. The Bible says if you train up the child the way it should go, long term he will not depart from you. You may not see what you want in them right now. But guess what? Just hang in there. The market may be robbed right now. Hang in there. Later on, you will see the glory of God. The Bible says children are blessings from the Lord. They are arrows in the hand of mighty men and women. They will stand against the enemy at the gate. What devil is going to mess with you if your children are alive? But in order to get them there, you've got to prepare them, infest in them. Just make the sacrifice. Just keep on infesting them. Keep on, don't, don't run away from the market. Just stay there. Later on, they'll be sending you checks. But you don't know where the money comes from. You are still here? I raise my case. Everybody stand to your feet. Happy Mother's Day. Grow up and be a mother. Anointed, appointed, destined. Make the sacrifice. Make the investment. And your investment will pay off after a while. I want us to pray. For all the mothers in the house. Amen. Pastor. Car. I want somebody to bring me a microphone. I want Pastor Car to, to.
to pray for you. Give me one of those prayers. Hey, we're going to pray for all of you mothers. We want to believe God that God will take care of you. We want to believe God with you that God will protect you. We want to believe God for you that God will grant you the desires of your heart concerning your children. You know the Bible says two shall agree. I want all of us here to agree with this man of God. He said if we agree concerning anything here on earth, it will be done of our Father which is in heaven. Hold somebody's hand. Rock him and shake him. Shake him and rock him. Pastor, you pray. Father God, we come to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for this day that you have made, Lord. Yes, Lord. But Father, I come to you, Lord, because I'm standing in the gap for every mother in this church, Lord. And Father, I ask you to bless them, Lord. Guide them and lead them in the right direction, Father. Lord, we need you, Lord. Yes. We can't do without you, Father. And Lord, I I ask you also to bless my pastor, Lord. Yes, Sarah and his family, Lord. His wife and his children, Lord. We bless them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, show, show us thy way, Lord. Yes. And Father, I ask you, Lord, to open the windows of heaven up and pour out a blessing to every mother, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Happy Mother's Day. God bless you. God keep you in our prayer. If any of you looking for a church home and you like to be a part of this church, will you please meet me here in the front? We will welcome you to this great body of, the, of Christ. God bless you till we meet again. Amen.